today's message is how are you strategizing or how are you planning your moving forward and thriving forward in life past narcissistic abuse? Are you planning it? Okay, but more than that, are you strategizing? Are you setting things up? You know, before you make your move. Are you doing that? If not, why not? The narcissism plus your personality, don't you think they've already taken enough of your time? Maybe even your space, your life, your finances? Think about it. I don't really know all your situations, but according to some of the emails, according to some of the comments, some of you are even living with the narcissism plus your personality. So my question to you is, what are you doing to strategize, to make your move? You know, are you getting, are you planning on getting out of that situation? But beyond that, it's not just about planning on doing something. It's about taking radical action and actually doing it. But you have to plan first. That means there has to be some critical thinking, not just on our emotions or in our emotions. Sometimes we get into our emotions. We get into our egos. And that keeps us stuck, that keeps us stagnant, that keeps us in the sunken place. While all the time, the narcissist and the cussy personality, they're being supplied. So they're good. Are you good? Just really something to think about. Because when I read some of your comments, and I appreciate you all reaching out and sending me the emails and sharing your stories, but that's one thing. However, it's another when you're actually in your own life beyond the emails beyond watching Luminous Star Channel. What are you doing? What are you setting in play in your life right now that's going to move you forward and help you to thrive forward? Whereas you really see results. Okay, what are you doing? I, I say this with love because I know sometimes we can become stuck. Okay, we get stuck. And we are familiar with our lives going a particular way, but is it working for you? Narcissists and fuzzy personality? Like I said, they're good. They're being supplied. How are you doing? What are you doing? So I just wanted to share that because I know sometimes people, when they're living, especially when they're living with a narcissist and cluster personality, it is just too easy to remain in the sunken place. It really is because things are very familiar to you. And sometimes that particular dysfunctional relationship with the narcissist and the close personality, it goes way back to your childhood. So you're very familiar with that. So when you branch out into the world, you subconsciously look for what's familiar in the form of people, places, and things. And that can have a huge impact on your career, your other relationships with other people that the narcissist ought not to have anything to do with, and your finances. Okay, it has a lot to do with that. It can actually wreak havoc on all of that. They have a background in narcissistic abuse. In other words, they have been that person that was stuck in the sunken place. They've been there. But now when you look at them, they're not there. You would never even believe that they have ever been in the sunken place. And that's strictly based upon what you see them producing and doing right now. They're empowering themselves and other the people. The overall message is, what are you doing to strategize, to plan, and to move forward in your life? Whereas you are thriving, you're healing, and all at the same time, you're able to sustain yourself.
financially, mentally, emotionally. You don't need the narcissist at all. We never did. You never did. I never did. It was all a game. It was all a trick. It was all an illusion. Okay, so I just wanted to really leave that with you. And I certainly hope this, these words, this message in this blog is really inspiring you and motivating you to thrive forward and to do some things for yourself. Instead of remaining in the sucking place where the narcissist will continue to feed off of you. How many times do you sit around thinking about what the narcissist has done to sidetrack you or to undermine you, to hurt you, to cause you trauma and grievances? How many times have you just really just allowed yourself to sink down further in those thoughts? While all along, the relationship is still dysfunctional. Your money is still not the way you would like it. The relationships that you think that you could have, and you could, the healthy relationships, but it's not a reality in your life. Because you're giving and you're spending too much time and money and energy on the narcissist. That's a poor investment. What is the return on investment? You're still being angry. You're still having anxiety, depression. That's the return on investment. Doesn't make sense to me. And I hope it doesn't make sense to you. The overall message is to strategize, but be, go beyond the planning. Strategize. Put some things into action for yourself. And focus on thriving forward. Commit to your own healing. And all the while, making sure that you are living the purpose. Okay? Everything is in alignment for you. You're fulfilling the purpose. What is your purpose in life? The first statement to make to help you realize what the purpose is of your life is to realize your life does have okay, purpose. This doesn't mean that you have to continue to fulfill that false self-image that the narcissist has created for you. But a lot of times when we behave codependently, that's exactly what we end up doing. And that is we fulfill the desires and expectations and maybe even dreams of other people such as the narcissism because of your personality. But I'm here to tell you that that's probably not the best thing to do. All right, so my question to you all is, what do you want? That's the first critical question. What do you really want out of life? Question number two, what is it about the narcissism because of your personality that you feel or you think it's so special that you have to continue. Now, that's a long question. Okay, so I'll rephrase question number two. The false self-image that the narcissist has created for you, is it important for you to continue to fulfill that role? It's a dysfunctional role. All right, so I know question number two sounds kind of long. It sounds complicated, but it really isn't. The false self-image that the narcissist and cluster personality has created for you, is that a dysfunctional role you want to keep fulfilling? Do you want to keep playing that role? Do you want to keep playing the sick games that the narcissist and cluster personality has created? It's designed and it's set up, whereas they will win every time. So no matter how you strategize playing the game that the narcissist has created, you're going to lose. They're going to win because it's designed and it's strategized that. Question number three, where are you in your healing right now? Where are you in your life? What's really stopping you from living your life to the fullest? Sometimes we continue to think about the things that happen in the dysfunctional relationship with the narcissist and cluster personality. Okay, that's natural. That's understandable. However, it doesn't have to be the norm. 
It doesn't have to be normal in your life. It doesn't have to be a part of your routine that you continue with. When you, you think continue about to it, think about the narcissistic customer personality, it coincides or it correlates and is directly connected to your fulfilling that dysfunctional role, such as the false self-image that the narcissist has created. Okay? The narcissist created a false self-image of you so they can continue to deny, to manipulate, to have all of these shenanigans for source supply comfortably. They want to continue to be in denial comfortably. So you have to fulfill and play that role. In other words, you have to comply. You have to comply. You have to co-sign. You have to agree to continue to fulfill that false self-image that the narcissist has created for you. You have to continue to play that role. You have to continue to play the game that they have rigged up so they will win. In other words, it goes back to you supplying him or her. So think about those three critical questions. I'm Luminous Star. Stay tuned for more vlogs. And on that note, please have a wonderful and great day or night. Hi, I'm Luminous Star. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. For you guys and gals who are current subscribers, mwah, thank you so much, my stars. Hi YouTube, Luminous Star here. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. If this is your first time visiting, welcome. And for those of you, you know you're very special to me. You are my stars. Mwah! Thank you so much for your subscription and the support of all the work that I do here on Luminous Star. Okay, this is a presentation. As you can see, I created. And this is gonna be a fairly uh, brief video I just wanted to go ahead, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I wanted to go ahead and do this one because according to some of the comments and also some of the questions that's been coming in, um, and I absolutely appreciate those, I've noticed that this is a topic that comes up over and over again, um, and that is the support base. Just, you know, a lot of my stars are having um, some concerns about either how to start a support base or uh, actually how to, or basically what a good one looks like. <laughs> you know, because some of us, we, I know I, ha I have <clears throat> in the past, whereas I've had support bases, whereas, or actually just one, um, the one that I have now is expanding and it's fairly strong and it's getting stronger. So I'm quite, you know, I'm quite ha happy with it. It's just that when I first started out, I, through trial and error, I found out what a weak support base was, okay, versus a very strong uh, support base. So the blueprint is what has to occur. That has to be uh, drawn up first. That has to be created before the support base actually gets kicked off and, you know, just starts. So... As far as like the, the uh, support base, the first step is the blueprint. Um, that has to be determined. And there's a lot of things that go into that. In other words, there's a lot of things that go into a lot of factors to consider 
whereas the blueprint is concerned. You know, there's a lot of things that's going to go into the very blueprint itself before we even get to the support base. So I just thought this would be a great uh, topic to discuss because I'm seeing this uh, topic or concern come up over and over again uh, from some of you. And this is a very, this is a concern that's very understandable. I definitely relate because again, when I, a few years ago, when I uh, started to build my support base, one of the first things guys I had to do was to check my ego. Okay, I had to check myself, but I'm going to get further along into that as the presentation um, continues. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, but again, this video is going to be quite uh, short. I'm actually going to try to do this in about 20 minutes, okay? Uh, but if we go over, you know, it's all good. <laughs> At the end of the video, please send me questions to my email. The email is in the description box below. Also in the description box below. <clears throat> excuse me. Wow, I really need to drink my water. You guys, excuse me. Mm, okay. <laughs> Just love to stay hydrated. Okay, uh, yes. In the description box below, you will also find the uh, chat room link. Now, the chat room link is whereas we can be on chat with one another. The best way to do this, guys, is to go ahead and send me an email to the email address that you see in the description box letting me know when your availability is. Usually, I like to do the chat on Saturdays or Sundays. So we can kind of like, you know, go back and forth with each other and agree with what time works for both of us. So we can go ahead and have a chat for maybe about 15 or maybe even 30 minutes. Okay, depending on how much time you have. <laughs> so yeah, we can go ahead and do it that way. That's probably the best way to uh, go ahead and do it anyway. So, okay guys, uh, moving on with the presentation. As you can see here, uh, the title is The Blueprint of a Support Base. Okay. I'm going to be going over points and tools and at the end of the presentation it will be critical questions to consider okay now these critical questions are questions that I have actually asked myself you know or as I was journaling some epiphanies came up for me and so I ended up asking myself sincerely these profound questions alright so for the sake of time Let's go ahead and get started. Okay, guys. First point, becoming mindful of where you are emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, physically, and energetically can help you to determine what you may need to build and expand your support base. By taking inventory of your relationships, you will be able to see your growth process more clearly. When you check out the quality of your relationship that you have with yourself, you may find that it correlates with how individuals in your relationships treat you. So I'm going to go ahead and um, say something about these points here. Uh, the first one is, you know, like I was saying earlier, one of the first things, guys, that I had to do was check my ego. So I had to look at where I was emotionally, spiritually, 
psychologically? You know, did I have defense mechanisms? Did I have a wall up? And, and I did. I'm not ashamed to say that now. I had some walls up. I was, you know, I had defense mechanisms. I was on survival mode 24-7. So I wasn't the nicest person to be around. Uh, so I had to check myself. So becoming mindful of where I was was one of the first things in order to build up that support base. And before I even got to the, to the support base, I had to determine what I needed. So that is where the blueprint comes in. See, the blueprint is when you draw up, you know, how it looks, how to, how to, um, how the, uh, how it's structured. Okay. So that's where the blueprint comes in guys. So you look at where you are emotionally. In other words, what can you handle? What, what can you tolerate? What won't you tolerate? Um, you know, what type of relationships are you in right now? And what are the qualities of those relationships starting with yourself? So this is where that blueprint comes in. You just really check yourself. It's, it's like checking out again, just being your own doctor, <laughs> looking at yourself examining yourself so i hope that makes sense it's like that's the very first point as far as like starting a support base and if you already have one started to even expand it once in a while you just have to check yourself i know for me i had to check my ego and actually i had to check my ego <laughs> several times over and over again repeatedly as i continue to move forward now when i first went no contact now i'm i'm fast forwarding it up to a few years after I started my support base because when I started my support base I didn't go no contact see it took me a little while longer to go no contact but when I did that went all the way back to my considering the blueprint I initially drew up or considered for my support base so that's what helped me to figure out that going no contact was the best thing for me because I took into consideration where I was emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, physically. Was I, you know, was I in chronic pain? Was I having headaches? You know, were I having all types of, uh, was I having all types of health issues? And if so, what were they? What was I doing about it? So I was really checking myself, guys, you know, from the inside out, just checking myself. So that is what helped me to realize that going no contact from certain toxic relationships was the, actually from all toxic relationships and dysfunctional relationships was the best thing because I had the before and after picture. That goes right back to the blueprint. The blueprint is just basically checking out currently where you are emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, physically, energetically. How do you feel around certain people that you have relationships with? Do you feel drained? All these things. Do you feel like they're sucking your energy? Even uh, psychically. Do you feel psychically attacked by some people that you have toxic relationships? See, we have to check all these things in order to draw up that blueprint. So, second point is by taking inventory of your relationships, like I was stating before, how do you feel? How are other people treating you? Are they appreciative of you and the contribution that you make in their life? Right. So you got to, you know, got to look at all of that. <laughs> so by taking inventory of your relationships, you will be able to see your growth process more clearly. That's what I was talking about earlier. I had a before and after picture. So it, when I went no contact, 
I was already about three or four years in my support base. I already had some, some years in for my support base. But as my support base continued to expand and grow and get stronger, I was also growing. I was also interacting with more people that I resonated with. I hope this makes sense. You know, so as you take inventory of your relationships, you have to check yourself at the same time because looking at the blueprint, because that will help you to determine the blueprint and also how to start your support base and how to expand it. If you've already, if you already started your support base, base, you can expand it. That blueprint will help you to determine what's needed to expand it. Or if you haven't started one at all, the blueprint will help you to determine what your support base can consist of so you can get started with one. Last point, when you check out the quality of your relationship that you have with yourself, you will find that it correlates with how individuals in your personal relationships treat you. I'm not talking about everyday, you know, Susie Q, Joe Blow down the street. And you may run into and they have a bad day and they decide to project that onto you and they're sarcastic or they snap, you know, they're snapping at you. They're not in your personal life. I'm talking about the people that you have invested in an emotional relationship with. You have an emotional stake in that relationship. These are the folks I'm talking about. More than likely, if you have a poor relationship with yourself, you're going to find that they treat you poorly as well. These other individuals that you're having toxic relationships with. These toxic relationships usually reflect how we treat ourselves. Okay, so let's move on. Tools. The first step to developing your blueprint is to realize where you are emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, physically, and energetically. Idealizing others and your relationships while idealizing those relationships will keep you stuck. Refocus on yourself for a change. Second tool, take notice of how far you've come. Give yourself credit for the strength to successfully thrive forward. Last tool, discontinue to invest emotionally in toxic relationships. Dysfunctional relationships will discourage your thriving forward. Okay, so my thoughts on each tool. First tool, again, what I was talking about, guys, we got to check ourselves. Where are you right now, emotionally, spiritually? How are you doing? Really, how are you doing? Some of us who have toxic relationships and dysfunctional relationships, whether it was with family members or family members and others that we have other types of relationships with, such as lovers, you know, spouses, uh, you know, colleagues or uh, people that we go to school with, people that we associate with, best friends. You know, we have to look at how we are in those relationships. Are we being appreciated? Okay, how do we feel when we interact with other people? So idealizing them, in other words, wishing that they, that things were better between you all, it could be two of you or all, you know, more than two people, just idealizing the relationship, idealizing the person or the people involved, saying you wish that their attitude was better or you, in a way, you know, you're really saying that you wish they would change, but we all know we cannot control other people. They are who they are and we are who we are. They have a story. We have a story. Their life has purpose. Our life has purpose. 
And see, we can't control that. They're going through things. They're dealing with their stuff. And so are we. Unfortunately, some of the individuals that we're having relationships with, these include family members, okay? We don't resonate with, and they don't resonate with us. So there's going to be a lot of friction. There's going to be a lot of friction, okay? So there's going to be unnecessarily, uh, there's going to be unnecessary conflicts. Every relationship, even the best of relationships has conflicts. But what I mean by unnecessary conflict is when somebody just seemed to be, you know, they love drama and you know that they're gossiping about you behind your back. See, that's drama. That's stirring up stuff. That's instigating fights. And you know that this person has that type of energy and that type of spirit, but you are involved with them. So you got to check yourself, even if this is a family member. And yes, I'm even including your parents. You're involved with them. So, you know, you got to ask yourself, why are you investing in that relationship? Why? And let me put it like this. Why are you expecting them to behave differently? I think that's a better question. <laughs> okay. Because when it comes to parents, for example, when it comes to parents, you know, they have done what they knew. See, they have done by us what they knew, even if that was uh, their behavior being abusive. I, I, you know, I'm sorry to say that. Now, actually, no, I'm not sorry to say that. I'm only keeping it honest. I'm being for real about that. Some parents only know how to behave abusively towards other, and that doesn't exclude their children. So they're doing what they know. Okay, so it's not necessarily that the parents are bad people. Their, their, uh, their way of doing relationships may be bad. The way that they are behaving may be, may be bad. The way they are, you know, their abusive behavior is what's bad. The person or the individuals, such as your parents themselves, may not be bad people. Their choices may be poor choices. Their choices to behave abusively is a poor coping mechanism for their issues, so on and so on. So don't look for other people to change. You got to look at yourself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, make those points here for these tools so that's the first one so you know we got to stop idealizing the relationship what is the quality of the relationship is it poor or does it need need improvement or is it a fairly good relationship that can be improved other people are teaming up with you and partnering with you to help you and improve the quality of the relationship because everybody is not going to think the that the relationship that is toxic needs improvement because they like the drama <laughs> okay so uh, you have to refocus on yourself for a change instead of having yourself spread out thin trying to live up to everybody else's expectations you have to love yourself enough to take a look at yourself find out where you are right now instead of idealizing other people and idealizing the relationship especially if it's a toxic relationship more than likely it's not going to improve I don't care if 50 years go by, you know, it's not going to improve more than likely. Take notice, second tool, take notice of how far you've come. Got to do this, guys. Got to look at, got to give yourself credit for the strength that you have to successfully thrive forward. That's you. That's nobody else. That's you. You have to take credit for your appealing characteristics, your qualities. What makes you awesome? Start taking credit for that. 
Don't wait and look around. You know, don't be sitting around looking around for other people to love you and, and give you a pat on the back and give you the validation. Those things are cool, of course. However, if we wait around for it, it's not going to happen, especially in toxic relationships. So it really starts with ourselves. So give yourself credit for your awesome qualities. You've come a long way. You just have to notice it instead of focusing on what doesn't work in the toxic relationships. Key word, toxic. So that right there should give you a clue. It's not going to work. So stop focusing on it. <laughs> okay, last tool. This continue to invest emotionally in toxic relationships. That's pretty self-explanatory. Because see, when we do this, that takes the energy and the focus it takes for us to invest and do emotional relationships that are toxic. Can you imagine all of the um, energy that it takes to put yourself in two toxic relationships? That's why a lot of us feel drained when we're dealing with people in toxic relationships. So when you are in the thick of it, when you're in the midst of it, when you're all up in that toxic relationship, you don't have time to focus on anything else because that's what's taking a lot out of you. The toxic relationship is taking a whole lot out of you. So you're going to more than likely be discouraged from moving forward. You're going to see when we are in toxic relationships, I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to use myself as an example. Guys, when I had several toxic relationships in my past, I had oodles of excuses to stay in those relationships. Oh, well, this, these are my parents. Or, oh, this is, these are my family members. Or whatever, whatever. I always had excuses for continuing to invest in a toxic relationship. Till I got to the point where I started looking at myself. My health was poor. Okay, I wasn't sleeping well. Panic attacks. All these things. And guys, when, I, when my support base was on and popping... I found out that this was a correlation. The, where I was, the condition I was in, emotionally, physically, energetically, had everything to do, spiritually even, had everything to do with the toxic relationships I was giving myself so much time in investing in. So guys, I hope that makes sense. Um, but again, I just think this is what was a big talk, topic to talk about because... <clears throat> A lot of you are uh, letting me know that this is a concern of yours. And this is understandably so. Because uh, this was a concern of mine back in the day. When I was first starting out with my support base, I skipped over the blueprint. And I found out that that was a mistake. So until I checked myself, then I was able to draw up the blueprint. That helped me to determine what I needed to have a support base. Okay, let's move on. Critical questions. Do you often find it difficult to ask for help? Do you tend to be a perfectionist? Always wanting to get it right. Don't want to be wrong. Okay, don't want to make mistakes. Guys, that was a big one for me. I found out quickly that was a huge mistake. That keeps you stuck too. Do you feel responsible for the well-being of others? Spreading yourself thin. Taking care of others before taking care of yourself. Neglecting yourself. Taking care of others nourishing others, supporting others, and they don't do that for you. They don't appreciate you, but you behave as if you appreciate others. Those same individuals, they don't appreciate you in the relationship. So do you feel responsible for the well-being of others? How often do others support you when you are in need? You're there for them. They're not there for you. 
When was the last time you felt emotionally uh, safe? Emotionally safe, guys, is when you can tell somebody something and they won't go nowhere else. They won't betray you. They won't gossip about you. They won't spread rumors about you. You feel emotionally safe with somebody who will, that you trust. You know you could tell them something. No matter how badly things get in your life, you can talk to that person and they will not betray you. That's emotionally safe. Somebody who's trustworthy. Do you often feel drained after dealing with others? I was talking about that before. Spreading yourself thin. Investing in a toxic relationship is very draining. Okay, guys, I want to go ahead and thank you for watching. I hope you got a lot out of this video. And until next time, take very good care of yourself. And there's, a mo there's more videos to come. Okay, guys, don't forget to go ahead and send me questions to my email. And go ahead and leave me comments. Okay, guys, take care.